Hi, it's great to be with you today. I remember when I would have been about 13, 14 on holiday with my parents. And I remember we were in Switzerland and uh, we were in a place called Verbia and we were in the mountains above Verbia walking. And we were uh, walking some considerable distance, really high up. Uh, we were on a makeshift path. There were perilous drops uh, on either side and the mist, the clouds came down and we couldn't see where we were going. It's really disorientating. And we had this moment where suddenly we're stopped and we're not sure which way to go. And uh, what really helped us in those moments were there, there were occasional uh, signposts which showed us where, pointed back to where we'd come from, showed us uh, where we'd begun when we'd started out that day. You know, we all have questions about the purpose of life, what happens to us when we die. Life is uh, uh, full of questions, even for us as Christians. Why did that person I love die so suddenly? Why has life not turned out as I hoped? Why do I feel so lonely? Why is COVID happening around us? And a way to gain perspective through the fogginess of the days that we're trying to navigate our way through is to focus back on the beginning, where it all began, where we came from. Today is week two of our series uh, from Genesis chapter one called The Beginning. We're looking back on what God says and does at the start. And this morning we're going to read a passage from Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness covered the surface of the watery depths and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said let there be light and there was light. God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. There was an evening and there was a morning, one day. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. The Bible opens with the words, in the beginning. We're being invited here into God's story. It won't answer all our questions because God never intended for it to do that. Yet this opening chapter does tell us all about the one who created the universe, the world that we live in, and us ourselves. It tells us about the purpose for our lives. Right at the outset, we see God, the uncreated one, without beginning, without end. One commentator says, here is creation power and mighty bewildering imagination. I remember uh, a number of years ago when Annie and I were on sabbatical and we had the privilege of going to see the Grand Canyon. I remember standing 
uh, overlooking sunset over the Grand Canyon. I remember being awestruck, just uh, focusing on the majesty and the mystery that lay in front of me. You see this incredible, incredible vista, this incredible scenery. And yet you have questions about how on earth could this have been created? How long did this take to come into being? Genesis 1, in the same way, invites us into the awe and the mystery of God, the majesty and mystery of God. We worship him for all that he created, and yet we're left with huge questions about how it came all into being and how God did it. We step back and we worship the eternal God, the one who is, who was and is to come, the almighty one, Revelation chapter 1 verse 8 says. These opening verses tell us that God is the source of everything. Paul tells us that he's the father of all in Romans chapter 4 verse 16. And the Bible makes it clear that God is spirit. But it attributes human characteristics to God to help us understand what he's like. It communicates to us what he's like. The incomprehensible God is helped made more comprehensible by the language that the Bible uses. So creation, we're told, is a result of God speaking. His words create and bring life, we're told. What God says happens. And as you read through Genesis chapter 1, six times you come across the phrase, and it was so. God said, and it was so. God's decrees are infinitely powerful. Because he doesn't change, God's word is still powerful today. Through the Old Testament, we see God speaking to Adam himself. We see God speaking through Moses as he gives and brings the Ten Commandments to God's people. And we also see him communicating through uh, his prophets where God speaks directly to his people. And God's words carry absolute authority. The psalmist says that the word of uh, the Lord is flawless. It says his word is eternal, goes on forever. His words always accomplish what he sets out for them to do. And we know that the Bible is the word of God. It is living and active, uh, we're told in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. And the word of God is still creative today. And the challenge for us is shouldn't we obey the creative, all-powerful word of God just like God's creation did in the beginning? In Joshua 1 verse 8 we read this. It says, meditate on the word of God day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. God is the God of beginnings. I believe we need to hear his word afresh today as we come out of this COVID uh, season of COVID restrictions. God's word still creates. And if we want to flourish, we need to obey 
what God's word says. And so we're going to unpack four ways today that God's word creates. First of all, God's word creates out of nothing. Now, I don't know about you, but cooking for me has some challenges. And one of the greatest challenges with cooking is the ingredients. Sometimes I don't even know what to do with them. I look at, uh, at vegetables and I think I'm not even sure quite what to do with that. Imagine cooking without ingredients. God created the world without ingredients. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says this, the earth was formless and empty. Psalm 33 verse 6 says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. His awesome power created the amazing, beautiful, stunning universe, the world that we live in. He created it out of nothing. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, we read this. By faith we understand that the universe was formed out God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. This is the God we worship. He's the God who calls things into existence that do not exist. He can bring hope where there is no hope. He can make a way where there is no way, whatever our circumstances are like. He never changes. And so he cannot promise something and not fulfill it. Here are two promises that God makes in his word. He promises to never leave us or forsake us in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Jesus himself promised that he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Two promises that God has made. God is not a man that he should lie. We have many questions as to what lies ahead of us as we come out of lockdown. The good news is that God's word will bring about in our lives and in the church what he has promised to do. Out of all the nothingness that seemingly lies in front of us, God will create something new. So let's not give up. Let's trust God. Let's put our faith in the God who creates out of nothing. Let's call out to him, God, in my circumstances, in the situation I'm facing, which seems bleak at the moment, God, would you speak into my situation and create out of nothing something new? And let me tell you this, he is a God who does what he says. He never changes. The second thing God's word does is this. God's word creates order from chaos. Do you know words can create chaos? On the 30th of October in 1938, Orson Welles uh, dramatised for radio H.G. Uh, Wells's book, uh, The War of the worlds and it was aired on radio that Sunday night at eight o'clock. 
The problem was, was that numbers of people didn't switch on at exactly eight o'clock because they were listening to something else. And so numbers of people in America switched on about 10 past eight. They missed the introduction that it was a dramatization of the War of the Worlds. And so what they heard as they listened to this radio play unfold, they were listening to news stories. There were news, news breaks. There were kind of news flashes. And uh, these news readers with incredible, um, uh, uh, incredibly convincing, were talking about uh, aliens, Martians invading America. It was so realistic that thousands believed that it was actually happening, that the Martians were at that moment invading America. Panic ensued. Chaos broke out. There was mass hysteria. The words that were being broadcast created chaos. Genesis tells us the reverse. It says at the beginning there was chaos. It doesn't tell us where the chaos came from. And then it says God's word created order. Through the lens of the New Testament we know that all uh, three persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit were all at work in creation. It was God the Father's plan. It was his plan that was being outworked uh, in those moments. The Son, uh, Jesus, who is described by uh, John in his gospel as the Word of God. Jesus, the Word of God, spoke and the Holy Spirit who was brooding over the waters caused uh, the Word of God to come into being and created out of nothing. And order was brought out of chaos. We are told that God created light, spoke light into being. He separated it, we're told, from the darkness. He created sky by separating the waters. God brought land out of the watery depths. God set boundaries as he ordered his creation, which we're told in Hebrews uh, uh, chapter 1 verse 3, that he sustains those boundaries by his powerful word. Listen to Job chapter 38 verses 10 to 11, where God says of the oceans, I determined its boundaries and put its bars and doors in place when I declared, you may come this far, but no farther. Your proud waves stop here. God creates and restricts things. And so we read in Genesis 1 that they can only, uh, plants can only reproduce according to their own kind. Apple seeds can only produce apples. We need to be those who honour the boundaries that God has created. And that can be unpopular in today's society. Boundaries over identity. God created us male and female. Boundaries over marriage. God uh, put man and woman together in marriage and says that when they're put together, let none separate them. It's one of the reasons that our world is slipping back into chaos and uh, confusion. 
Yet there is hope. In the midst of the chaos we sometimes see around us in society, God can bring order. He did it in my life, my life which was in such a mess uh, in my early 20s. In the chaos and confusion that I'd created of my own doing, God spoke order back into my life and straightened me out. This is what the commentator David Atkinson says. He says a word of comfort and hope is here in Genesis. A word of comfort and hope to people whose experience is marked by chaos, by ugliness, by disorder, by confused emptiness. God is the sort of God who comes into confusion and makes things new. He hovers over your darkness and says, let there be light. People of God, take heart. Wherever you find yourself today, whatever is going on around you in your family situation, in your workplace, whatever seems to be falling about, know this. As we look back to the beginning, we see the one who brings order out of chaos. He can speak into your situation and turn it round. The third thing is this. God's word creates light in the darkness. God created light in darkness. Light and darkness is a theme that runs right through the Bible from beginning to end. Darkness refers to the physical darkness that whereby we're unable to see anything. But it also uh, refers to spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness that blinds us from knowing the God who created us and loved us, as we heard Tim talk about last week. We're told God is light and dwells in unapproachable light. We can't come close to him because he is so pure and so holy. And so the good news is that God has broken into our dark world and sent his son, Jesus, the light of the world. God's word revealed to us. That's what it means. God's word revealed to us. So if you want to get to know me, you don't know me, you need to listen to what I say. And as you listen to what I say, you get an insight into what I'm like. When we want to get to know what God is like, the one who created us, God has sent his son, the spoken word of God, the word of God. And as we read about Jesus and we see his life set out in the Gospels, we have an insight into what God is like, the very nature of God. As we look at, see, as we look at Jesus, we see the most perfect photograph of God we will ever have. Jesus is the light of the world and he has come to reveal his father to us. Light helps us see clearly, helps us avoid obstacles and danger. It shows us the way that we need to go. God created light and the creation we see reveals God's uh, incredible power and creativity. We see his sovereignty at work. We see his divine nature, we're told in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. God decreed that his son would come and bring light into our spiritual darkness. God has done it. Through Jesus, God has called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. In these days, 
as this world seems to be getting darker and darker, God is calling us as individual followers of Jesus and as his church to shine like stars in this crooked and deprived generation. That's what we're told in the book of Philippians. How can we do that? We need to walk in the light as he is in the light. We need to avoid what Paul calls the fruitless deeds of darkness. The answer to the problems that we're facing in society today, in the world around us, the answer is not going to be found in political solutions. It's not going to be found in economic answers. It's not going to be uh, the result of well-being or social justice or education or tolerance, however uh, important and good those things may be. The answer is found in Jesus, the word of God. Only he can dispel the deep darkness that shrouds our hearts and surrounds our communities, our workplaces and uh, the streets and the schools that we inhabit. What about us? In the midst of these days, God wants us to be lights in the darkness, just like his son Jesus. God wants us to come and bring his light, create his light as we speak out about Jesus and tell people about Jesus. There was a song that we used to sing when I was growing up in church and it, uh, one of the lines in it was this, Lord, let my little light shine. God, in these days, may our light shine wherever we are, whatever we're doing, and may people see Jesus that brings light into their darkness. The final thing is this, God's word creates purpose to light. The uh, 20th century abstract uh, impressionist painter, Jackson Pollock, uh, he developed a form of painting called action painting. Uh, essentially, it involved flicking, dripping and throwing paint onto a canvas. And the viewer had to make sense out of what they saw. And many uh, would argue that uh, we are here by chance, that uh, there's no rhyme or reason to our existence and that we have to try and uh, uh, make sense of what we see in front of us. Genesis chapter one tells us that God is no abstract impressionist painter. God's word creates with order and purpose. Everything in creation comes about at just the right time and in the right order. You see, Genesis chapter 1 wasn't written to be scientifically testable, although it still makes scientific sense. God knew what he was doing and he knew why he was doing it, and he declared that it was good. The culmination of God's creation is you and me. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female. He created him. And so our lives should have purpose. God's word is purposeful. It's why the Bible is still so relevant to the world that we live in and the situations that we find ourselves in. Many of the principles ingrained within education, social justice, uh, mental and physical uh, uh, well-being are found in God's word. 
Many of the social reformers that have made such a difference throughout history have been Bible-believing Christians like Wilberforce and Elizabeth Fry. God's word is that uh, wherever he has placed us and whatever he has given us to do, we are created with purpose to bring change into our world. And as we declare the truths of God's word and bring godly principles into our streets, into our workplaces, into our communities, into our schools, our universities, wherever it is, as we do that uh, in this next season, be assured that God will work out his purposes and his plans. How do we bring God's truths into what is an increasingly desperate world around us? We have respect for every person that crosses our path. That's what Genesis chapter 1 tells us. They are a gift from the Creator's hand to be treasured and honoured. We don't put other people down. We look to lift them up. We help them to see that God created them with to have dignity and purpose. And we want them to live their lives out to be fulfilled and fruitful. We're those who delight in beauty we stop to look at the wonder of the world around us and say, God, what an amazing world. We talk about it whenever we're with people. What a beautiful uh, sunset last night. Uh, as I was walking into work, oh, I was staggered by the beauty of the world God created. We delight in beauty. We stand up against the low view of human life that there is in this world today. That's one of the reasons that I've recently become a trustee of the Winchester Pregnancy Crisis Centre. Because we believe that every life is important to God. And we want to be those who speak out for the unborn. We want to be those who are passionate uh, about our neighbours, especially those who are poor, disadvantaged, disenfranchised, those who are marginalised. We have a concern for the world that we live in. We love this world that God created because it was good. That is how we make a difference and we live our lives with a purpose. God wants you to be like that. So as we draw to a close, God's word creates and can still create something out of the nothing that's in front of you. Ask him, seek his face. God, break in to my situation, speak into my circumstances. He can bring order out of the chaos maybe that you're uh, facing at this moment in time. God can bring order. God, break in, sort this out. He loves you and he's for you. He's the one that can bring light into your darkness. If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, you can do it today. Jesus, I put my trust in you. Heavenly Father, forgive me for all that I've done wrong. May your light break into my darkness. May I come to know you. And he can bring purpose for your future. If you feel that your life at this moment in time is purposeless and directionless, God's word brings purpose. Get into the word of God. Read the word of God and you will find a God who loves you and is for you and has plans for your life. Plans that are good and uh, full and will satisfy you. The writer Max Lucado said this, 
You weren't an accident. You weren't mass-produced. You aren't an assembly line product. You were deliberately planned, specifically gifted and lovingly positioned on the earth by the master craftsman. Paul puts it like this in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you are the creator of all things. You created out of nothing. You're the God who created order out of chaos, brings light into darkness, creates with purpose. Father, thank you that your word is still living and active and relevant to our lives today. Father, speak into our lives today. Bring order into our chaos. Bring order into our chaos. Father, come and uh, bring out of the nothingness in front of us. Come and create something new. Bring light into our darkness. Where we're struggling in darkness, bring light. And Father, help us to be those who know that we live life with purpose. Help us live our lives for your glory and honour, that Jesus will be glorified. Amen.